Hey, Melody. Hey, Peter. What's up, Drew? What's up? Welcome to How College Works. We're, I think Melody and I are about to go into spring break. <sighs> Not Drew, soon enough. will happen sometime for you at some point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, so mine, is, mine is actually just happens to, and this is another atypical thing, my spring break lines up with Easter. Yeah, oh, I that's think, atypical? I thought that was the whole point of spring break for, like, public schools. Uh, I, I don't think so anymore, but, okay. you know, I'm frequently wrong on these things. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought we'd talk about spring break, and some aspects of this I think we have mentioned that, uh, in previous podcasts, but I don't think we have devoted an entire topic to spring break. So, hmm. spring break, woo! Yeah, spring break in particular versus like we've had we've had uh, episodes on just break in general. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. And we've had episodes where we've talked about how like exhausted we are coming into spring break. <laughs> I think. It seems yeah, like really I mean, people have touched on it, right? But. I mean, we can talk about what spring break is, but I don't think that I don't think we need that, right? Everybody, everybody's cool on spring break. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in the spring. It's a break. Good. Done. Moving on. So, are there any real differences between college spring break and high school spring break? Well, according to MTV back in my day, yes. <laughs> I'm not sure I want to explore that any further than that. Well, but they had that whole spring break thing. I mean, I was like in high school and MTV came on and I was like, whoa, this is college. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah, I, we're, I, yeah. I did not go to South Padre Island for any spring breaks. Me either. But like <laughs> that was sort of promoted as what to expect in college. So I was in high school going, wow, I'm just hanging out at my house and these people are like on the beach and drinking a ton. Yeah, I will, uh, I will also co-sign that. Spring break uh, was just chilling at home. Uh, it was not Cabo or Tijuana or whatever it is, wherever the new place is. <laughs> people are supposed to be going. Oh, I think we're all at Mazatlan now. I think that's what we moved on to. Yeah, or, or Ibiza or whatever. Yes, right. me not there. So yeah, there's there does seem to be some expectation or some at least cultural kind of. Uh... So I think that if if a person went to like, can I just cut in on the high school side right now? Yeah, please do so. So there, I think there's this. If you go to a teacher credentialing program in college, and they they will cover this a little bit. It's not like part of the curriculum, but it gets discussed. And there's a little bit of a. I don't recall if this is like mythical or real, but the, the perception among, you know, parents and kids also is that spring break was done for farmers so the people could go home and plant the crops and stuff. And that maybe is a little bit of a true thing, but it's not the case anymore. Like we have a lot of districts, we have a two week spring break um, and it, it it kind of serves to break up. Like we have a mandated, whatever it is, 180 days or some districts it's 185 or something like that. And there's a constantly debate over, should it be more days or less days? And the calendar that we have this year was set and agreed on by two different unions and the school board um, like a year and a half ago. Mm -hmm. Right. So like the, the, the dates that we have our spring break, or if we want to, uh, if it's a two-week spring break at a lot of districts that happens in March, 
or if there's a, a one week split up, uh, like a, we had a week off in February, we called like, we don't actually call it ski week in our district, but some districts call it a ski week mm -hmm. uh, because that's what's happening is people are driving up to the mountains to ski. Uh, there's districts in Tahoe that have a ski week in March and they get local discount to go ski at Boreal or whatever. Um, and then a spring break that happens later but the districts that have a two-week spring break, it's happening in late March or first two weeks of April or something like that. And ours, because of the way my district works, our spring break week always lines up with Easter Sunday. Uh, and that's just purely coincidental, quote unquote. <laughs> but it's also historic the way that my district has run spring break has been around uh, that week. And now we're having kind of expanding this idea and our negotiations with all of the unions and people involved has put a couple of extra break days in October and then extended out some other school days in other places we didn't used to have them so that we can, really it's just breaking up the, we used to have a, what would have been an eight weeks, no break uh, session. And that's difficult for students. It's difficult for the teachers. We're getting, you know, behavior, burned out by week seven, by week five. And so it, it kind of serves to break up the sessions. And then you come back and you do after spring break is our state testing window. AP testing happens. Um, mostly the like the PSAT and SAT has already happened by that point. And the 12th grade uh, applications to college have already happened by February. So I don't know. It's not about farming. Anyway. Right. Well, it sounds... <laughs> More like, I mean, there's a couple of things uh, I want to get to in what you mentioned. One is that you know, you're breaking this, the sort of spring semester up into thirds instead of halves, <clears throat> you know, to <clears throat> help people, both teachers and students, kind of recharge and be able to come back uh, and continue to work for that, for that, for that semester. Yeah. Um, let me let me cut in again. Sorry, sure. and I forgot one item. So our our quote ski week, which is not officially called that, and nobody here nobody here calls it that, but it, it's that it, President's Day weekend where you it's a federal holiday on Monday, oh. and then there's an unofficial Washington birthday on Friday. That some districts there's a district next door to us that takes the Monday and the Friday, but not Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. They're in class that those days. Oh, yeah. Our district takes the full five days from President's Day through Washington's birthday or like whichever one it is on Friday. And, <laughs> and that whole week is off and then we're back. And a part of another part of the, how we're negotiating and picking these calendars and the days off in October and why we have two weeks in December and whatever is because our population is like 40%, 45% Latino and uh, some it, at some districts, right, uh, um, or, or more, and itinerant, and uh, there is a big cultural thing to to travel back to Mexico for Christmas, starting like sometimes in, at Thanksgiving, and not coming back till January sixth, you know, Three Kings Day. So there's a cultural religious thing where I'm traveling back to visit my family, and come back, and the students aren't here, so we're taking days if we decide on February break or if we decide on spring break or long Christmas break, it's because our students aren't here for ADA uh, average daily attendance uh, right. money collection. Yeah. And that's, that makes sense. Cause certainly my son's district canceled a day, not for 
um, and I forget whether I mentioned this on the podcast, they canceled a day not because uh, <laughs> they had snow or ice, but because everyone was going to be at the Super Bowl parade <clears throat> because I live in Kansas City. And so there wouldn't be enough students there to count as a school day. So they're like, Meh, we're going to cancel. Uh, that was a real pain for me because I had to cancel my classes uh, to then go take care of my son for a day. Your students were going to go watch the parade anyway, don't worry. Well, I mean, <laughs> it sounded like a, a bit of a cluster. is like, you know, 90 minutes to get there from, yeah. you know, stand in the cold. It was, the weather was not awesome. So, and he wasn't that into it. So we're like, we'll just stay home and chill and do stuff. So, but. I, I had never, I've never had a two week spring break in like K through 12. Is that, I mean, I grew up in the Midwest or I guess the Plains state is what I call it. Um, <laughs> like in Oklahoma or whatever. And we only ever had one week. I don't, we never had two. Is that a newer thing? I, I mean, so how far, how late did you go in the year? Or like, were you finishing in May? I think like. Finishing you, in May. So did, it was like. Yeah. No. Did, we, we don't end until like June 5th, June 6th, June 7th, depending on the leap year. And then there's. There's always a week in um, uh, fall semester for Thanksgiving that we have. Some districts go Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and only get Thursday, Friday off for Thanksgiving. You know, and our district. Yeah. Well, it's just how they divide up the the math in terms of like contact hours, blah blah. Yeah, and that's right. partially yeah because we're we have to have X number of instructional minutes. They're counting minutes, not days or hours, of core curriculum you know and that's coming from from historically but also it's like explicitly spelled out and stuff like no child left behind and race to the top where we have to have a certain number of minutes by grade level mm-hmm. so it really counts into school start times and busing and so like our calendar is not just like hey let's go ski right right there's like inertia behind it right well and i I, I as well don't remember having two weeks for spring break, but it's been so long since I was in high school. I also don't remember having two weeks for spring break in college. No, um, that's really not a thing. I so, don't. so I wonder if it's, it's possibly a more recent sort of thing, which is makes sense to me if, if, you know, if you can stretch it a little bit more, because we don't, most people going to school, especially certainly in urban areas, don't need to be back on the farm to work the farm during the summer, right? Because that's that right. is at least apocryphally what the reason we don't have school in the summer is to go work on the farm, and then we come after uh, after all that's sort of done in the in the fall. So it, it would make sense if we like stretch it longer, give it a little bit more break, break it up a little bit more, so that students can handle it easier, they can succeed better. You know, that's less of a consideration, I think, at the college level. Uh, but it is similar in that, Drew, you said like a year and a half, this, this was said a year and a half ago. That's also true for colleges, the, something called the academic calendar, which is, you know, when, does, when do faculty and staff have to be there to show up? When do students show up to opening the residence halls? When do the classes start? If there's a fall break, when is that? If there's Thanksgiving, when is that? Yeah. You know, when is finals week? All of that is set like basically two years in advance. Yeah. Sometimes up to five. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and we've had some stuff uh, here where I'm at where we have an assessment day where we take one day in the middle of April uh, and we 
do a bunch of assessment with the students. Capstones are presented at that time. Uh, students are, are, are taking that time to write a reflection if they've gone on, on the spring break trips, or one of the spring break trips. Um, and so we had a whole discussion as a fact is like, do we want it on this day? Or can we shift it to another day? Because it, it has consequences for the number of contact hours that classes that are say Monday, Wednesday have, if it's gonna be on a Wednesday versus Tuesday, Thursday classes. You know, it can basically eat half a week for one of those Monday, Wednesday, two days a week classes. And we're like, yes, we want to have it changed. And it won't be changed for the next semester. Right. It we have to wait for the next it's time the academic calendar gets set and then it gets slipped in. So it's, you know, a year or two before it's going to show up. I kind of wish that we would break it up a little. So at least, so I had like an MLK day, which I think was like week two and then nothing. And I am just like dragging. I still have this week, <laughs> next week. And it would be so nice if it were divided into thirds. I know that might be problematic for midterms, but I'm sure we could have something else. I mean, I mean the other, the other consideration is I don't, you you guys have like, a 14 week semester, right? 15 or 16. 15 or 16? Yeah. And ours is like 18. Hmm. So, so? <laughs> well, so it's, it's 18 weeks and, but it's also like split. We don't go 18 weeks straight. We had the longest stretch is right before Memorial day. And there used to be a, a, a long stretch of the same length in like October hmm. from labor day through to, Thanksgiving or something like that, where it was like eight weeks straight. And now they've added, um, in our district, they've added back some Monday off that we should have been getting anyway. <laughs> I think we get, uh, most of the places I've been has had something like a fall break, which is, it's not a week. It's like what day a three day weekend. Like you lose a, uh, lose a Friday or lose a Monday, right? Hooray, fall break. <laughs> so it's just, just a little. Uh, yeah. But yeah, in October, I think is about right. Mm -hmm. Usually about mid-October. Yeah. Although my current institution doesn't have a fall break, I was shocked. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I was pretty cranky about it. Because like, sometimes like you're right that just one extra day off or a long weekend or whatever can really help you sort of reset. Um, mm. And this, so this is a long haul, right? So this is like six weeks with zero break and it's going to end up being seven. If you count the MLK day, which was the second week of class, which you've barely gotten started. So it doesn't even feel like much. Um, right. It, it, it mostly feels like I am slowing me down and getting sort of up to speed. Well, I getting sort of Thursday this semester. So it didn't make any difference to me in terms of like my uh, team or whatever. But yeah, so I'm definitely feeling the stretch of the length between those two breaks right now, you know. So talking about the length of the break and the sort of, I wanted to touch on, you know, what should students expect when they get back from break? Well, I hope I'm less cranky, but we'll see. <laughs> so possibly yeah. your professor is less cranky. Um, <laughs> I would say for me, my, my syllabus, my schedule is set. We're going to continue on as if you just had a regular weekend. 
Yeah. We're not going to slow it down and then ease you back in, do a little yeah. sort of, you know, slow work and I don't know if we pick up a pace. You know, we're going to jump right in. Maybe like I think that that's a real similar expectation for the spring break. This is second semester now, but if we're talking about high school seniors, mm-hmm. uh, the college bound ones are many of whom are taking an AP course or maybe, you know, two or three or whatever. They didn't stop working on AP stuff over break. Um, you know, and yeah, they're, they're knowing that they have these deadlines and whatever coming up and finals coming up on in June and, and content they have to learn. So they know that they're going to come back to class and get going. Um, and it maybe it just depending on, yeah, if your family is able to take an extended vacation, does it butt up against Sunday and you get back tired or do you stay at home and, uh, like I did <laughs> and stay up late and then have your sleep schedule off. But a lot of times that's like a freshman thing. I, you know what I mean? Like I, the 12th graders, I don't, I don't know. I'm out of bounds because I, I don't teach high school anymore and I haven't been in high school for a long time, but. I, you know, the, the courses that you're in, if you're in calculus, if you're in senior level government course or English 12, um, there is a pressure of like proms coming up. I got to make sure I'm still eligible for all these things. Attendance is a real thing for being able to attend prom and, um, and walk the stage with my class and all those things. So I, I don't know that I, I think the seniors anyway, um, senioritis notwithstanding are are knowing that they're going to come back on Monday and start class. Yeah. And hit the ground running. Well, that's interesting because I'm not sure that I feel that they have that same expectation for college, even though they just had that, that whole thing a year ago as a senior in high school, right. they come back and they're like, well, we, we, what do we have left to do? And I'm like, all of these things, you know, <laughs> been on the schedule the whole semester did you think I was just going to delete them Um, (laughs) I don't know so it's I you know we do spend like 10 minutes kind of like okay let's get where were we let's take a moment and maybe that's that's also because yeah it's the 12th grade I I can see the tunnel ending in June I'm like legitimately whatever it is eight weeks away and, and teachers at some points are counting days on the chalkboard you know down 50 days oh no we got 48 days left and all this business I never did that but I saw plenty of teachers that did that every year um and it, part of it was to motivate the students to see the light at the end of the tunnel but there's not that in college right if I'm first second year in, in college it's like and I'm doing a gen ed course or a first year course or something it's like how does this relate to the career I'm trying to aim at so they're once again back in this endless tunnel yeah, it's I'm like not a, making excuses. Yeah. I'm trying to like come up with an explanation. I don't know. Yeah, I can see that. But I sometimes, well, and at a different institution, like, our, so at Peter's institution, there's a two week spring break and Ooh. Lord mercy, getting people back on track after two weeks being gone is really, really hard. Yeah, it's a bit um, of a struggle. I'll have to report back in terms of, cause I haven't had a one week spring break in five years. So I'm curious to know how it is for both me as yeah. and the students to come back after just a week away as opposed to two, because even with me that two weeks that I was like, I don't want to go back. I just want to be done. I don't, I don't even recall what we had at Western Michigan at, when I was an undergrad student. I, we might've had two weeks, but it never felt that way because 
in the music school, we were playing gigs and we were playing, you know, Easter brass quintet. And uh, like I had stuff to do. I wasn't like, it wasn't downtime to me. And by a senior year, my, or my fifth year, <laughs> it was like, I felt definitely felt pressure during break week to get essays written and get stuff finished before I came back because I wanted to be done. Yeah, I think as, as you get farther, certainly farther into your major and you're doing things which are important for you know your career, whatever that's going to be, there's less and less of spring break, which is about beaches and, and sunbathing yeah. or, or skiing or whatever it happens to be. You know, it's uh, if you're it's like for physics, say, like one of the things you probably should be doing is uh, working in a lab at that institution. Uh, and so spring break and summer are times when you actually get work, research work done. Yeah. Cause no one's there to bother you. <laughs> right. I don't have homework to be doing every week. I don't like basically, you know, you're going to be expected to be in there with the grad students, keeping grad student hours, which is, well, depending on the grad student, it's probably around 10 AM to 12 PM or to, to midnight, basically. I was like, what? Two Sorry, hours? Not, not two hours, <laughs> but rather the 14 yeah. hours, right? You know, it's like they come, they usually roll in a little late. Um, yeah, because they were there till midnight the previous night. <laughs> they chose, but yes. <laughs> and, and, and then they're just, they're, they're working on stuff like all day long. And so that's the kind of thing which is you're probably doing, you know, and maybe you'll take a day to, to try to work on some homework if you got homework to be done. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, you're here to do this thing, which you are engaged with and you're interested in. You know. So on that note, what are y'all's plans for spring break? Mm, good question. Uh, I, I plan to grade. You mean besides skiing, of course. Obviously. Right. Naturally, I will be <laughs> driving 24 hours to go skiing somewhere. Um, but aside from that, uh, grading all the things that I need to have graded, probably finishing out my solutions for some of my, some, one of my classes, I have the homework solutions done up to spring break, but not after spring break. And I got to get I that. I have some stuff like that. Like I just did it up till spring break, but I have to fill in some holes. Yeah. So I got to, yeah. I got to prep for post spring break. I got to grade for the pre spring break stuff. Um, I got to do a bunch of house maintenance stuff. Like spring like break is the time to have people come and give me quotes on things. Like personal life stuff? Yeah, yeah, but not like chilling, playing video games, but like right, right. dudes show up Get to my house, brain. walk through and, and tell me how much it's yeah. going to cost. I always wondered, you know, as a teacher, there's certain days or in-service days where you're like able to be home at one o'clock and have somebody come look at the air conditioner. And I'm like, how do regular people do this? Oh, they take sick time. That's right. Uh, right. right. Yeah. yeah. Well, and so one of the things I haven't done it and it's probably too late now, but I used to, and I have in the past used spring break to like get my teeth cleaned and get my checkup and go to the eye doctor because I don't want, I don't usually take time during the semester to do that. If I'll that tell you sense. what, ski week in, and so it's not ski week, February break, we call it here. It, <laughs> that's, that's when I do my taxes. Mm. Mm. So that probably takes me uh, two days out of that uh, out of that break just to gather all my papers. And so, so that's super legit. Like that's party time for me. Tax time, baby. Ooh, I yeah. mean, nothing says adult party like doing yeah. taxes. Like I owe the government. Woo! <laughs> 
Yeah. Also, there's that. No more tax refunds. Yeah. What's the Schedule A? All right, fine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, a lot lot of, I think a lot of our time is spent like catching up with the stuff that slipped Mm -hmm. beforehand, prepping for the work that comes afterwards, and then uh, personal things, yeah. Personal things that I don't have easy to take time for during the semester and then time with my family. Like, and what point in, where in there is my trip to like, the Gulf of Mexico. Oh, wait, it's not. Right. Well, I mean, spoiler alert, I don't have the money to take a vacay and I don't want to go hang out with a bunch of 18 year olds. So you need to get that 403B set up, dog. Your, your vacations are, uh, um, you know, never mind. Never mind. I was like, what? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I also have grading and prepping. Um, and then I have some personal stuff too. I have to drive to my parents' house. They need some assistance. That's another thing. Get older. Your parents need help with stuff sometimes. True. So I got to go do that, which is kind of, I mean, I don't mean to be a bad daughter or whatever, but you know, I'm like, Oh gosh, I have so much grading and prepping to do. I'm worried about taking time to go. I kind of feel like I, you know, talked with my parents so much when I was, you know, in the twenties that, um, that I can let my brother do that for me now that I'm older. So. Mm. Yeah. I'm probably going to pass that off to my sister who looks closer, Oh, which is so that? stereotypically and gender norming, but you know, I'm gonna say, when is, when is your turn? To... <laughs> I told them they could move to my area and they, they chose to move oh, to yeah. our, next door near our sister. Yeah. Anyway, 100% of choice, too, to, of where to live based on the money in their pocket. But, you know. That's true. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Edit so, that part out. <laughs> I really feel like our spring breaks are pretty rock star, you know? Yeah. I just, I stare at my financials. I'm like, look, my Tesla stock is at $1,000 a share. Heck yeah, baby. How many shares do you have? Like, I, I have one share. Yeah, I could afford half a share. (laughs) But when it was IPO, I purchased it at 180. I'm making bank, but this is my, you know, I'm going to give that to one of my children, whoever's my favorite. Yeah. They better start stepping it up. Yeah. Yeah. They got to butter you up and they get that money. Bringing me birthday cakes and whatever. (laughs) Somebody needs to do the dishes on spring break. It ain't me. Just saying hashtag. I mean, so your, your children's spring break experience in high school is going to be way different. Yeah. They're going to be mowing the lawn and like getting stuff ready. Like y'all need to go get that, those yeah. flower beds ready. You're about to be nine. Push that lawnmower. That's Do right. It. But wear closed toed shoes. Okay. Exactly. That's safety, safety first. That's, That's right. right. That's right. I mean, what you want is that self-propelled model. Uh, electric too. Cause I can't be, you know, running two stroke gas on the, yeah. Absolutely. Of- Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Solar powered lawnmower. That's what I want. I mean, I so there are, uh, as, as we learned with the uh, study abroad, there are plenty of short term study abroad where you're doing it for like, say, a week over spring break. Yeah. Um, as Bad a, time to go abroad this year, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, there's that. Uh, assuming that's not our issue, all things being equal, and we do not have a global pandemic going on. Uh, I- that he's going to hear this episode like two years from now and be like what swine flu what (laughs) date yourself there drew yeah uh the (laughs) the load that i have to do if i go on one of those as a faculty member is so much higher because i have to go and basically pay attention to 
you know, the students. It's not a and, vacation. You are working. No, I am working. And then if I'm lucky, I'll find some time to work on some of the stuff that I would normally be doing, you know, because I, you know, say I am in Italy, I'm going to go see some Italian stuff because otherwise it is a waste of my time. Not, not uh, this month, you not, no. What's that? Oh yeah, true. Not this year. Um, <laughs> but they're, you know, going, going and doing all this stuff and then finding some time to maybe grade a few papers or a few homeworks because then you get back and you're like exhausted because it wasn't a vacation. No. This was even like, this is relating to me. I'm connecting to when I was, I had the, the opportunity and the privilege to pay my way um, to travel with the band in college. Mm. And that was during summer. It was the beginning of the summer break, but the grad assistant who was coming with us playing trumpet, um, he was practicing every night in the hotel room to prepare for his master's presentation he had to do and present and perform a master's level trumpet concerto. So he was, he didn't like stop just to vacay in Sydney. And, you know, we went to Fiji for a couple of days and what? I remember you came back with your back peeling. Oh, my back was fried cause we were snorkeling and I had no sunscreen on all day. Like, seven in the morning till seven at night. It was dark when we got back. I was to be, to be in college and, <laughs> and getting that skin cancer again. And that was the best travel opportunity because it was so cheap. It was like three grand for this week long deal anyway. But my point is like, that was a week long deal. I was on vacation. This dude, the grad assistant, he was practicing every night. He couldn't take the horn off the face. He had to play <laughs> and get better and stop missing notes because he was, when he, right after he re- came back, he had like, five days or something before his his um hearing his jury whatever they called it for him don't let and, the montage fool you you can't do that that hard deep like substance substantive work in five days yeah no <laughs> yeah no you have to maintain it you have to build it up and maintain it and then be able to like woodshed on those five days instead of yeah you can't work out your muscles a- anyway <laughs> <clears throat> Okay. <laughs> I don't know what you mean by woodshed. Oh, so yeah, that's, that's a musical term. That you woodshed and, and stop missing notes. The most famous person I've heard of uh, being this attributed to is um, Charlie Parker, uh, saying talking about woodshedding because you you go out and practice in the woodshed. You don't want anybody to hear you miss the notes. You want to like uh, just run over and over and over again licks and tunes and whatever in so that you get it all under your fingers and it's like it's like the artistic practice of chopping away the extra and carving out a wooden statue um and getting rid of the clunkers and and so that there's just a smooth perfect shape in front of you well those are a lot of metaphors you're mixing together well that's what that's that's music for you. Okay. <laughs> well, I was trying to figure out like woodshed. Like I wasn't thinking like practicing in a woodshed. I was actually thinking about like carpentry building of some kind and I was not able to connect what you were saying. Okay. I was just in the wrong like domains in terms of making that metaphor work. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. So what, is, what are we trying to say here about spring break? What's our, what are we trying to say? Well, so depending on where you're at, you may be doing work over spring break. Yeah. Uh, certainly, I think you and I, Melody, we, we recognize that the amount of work that's likely to get done for most students 
is fairly low. Partly, I think, because most of my students, I, I don't teach majors. So there's, there's very few students I've ever had that have gone on to pursue a physics major. So they're not just intrinsically engaged with my subject. A lot of my students are in 101s. So these are service courses for non-majors and often they're early in their time in college. And so they haven't sort of developed, you know, those habits of working when it's not absolutely necessary. And so I tend to have a bunch of stuff due before spring break. Yeah. So that, that we're not coming back to a test a week after spring break because that is generally a recipe for bad grades. Yeah, and it's the same with um, giving them time over the break to do a writing assignment. They're not going to do it. They're still going to do it, you know, Sunday night at 11 p.m., no matter which Sunday it's due, whether that's the Sunday before spring break starts or the Sunday after. Um, so I usually, and I need that time to grade. And so part of it is for them, but I think the larger part is really for me. Yeah. Yeah. I get, they give me these big projects around spring break and I have now a little more leisure time woo, to grade. Um, you know, it's not, I'm not trying to fit it in between classes. Like I can just sit down and grade for like three or four yeah, hours. I think that was another thing we talked about before we started recording was the amount of work over break. Hmm. So are you're saying like, yeah, my syllabus is laid out, but I'm not necessarily having something due the Monday we come right. back. Right. In fact, all they have to do is like look at one little tiny reading. You know what I mean? I'm not, yeah. again, I'm teaching a first year writing class. This is not high stakes for like their majors or whatever. Um, and I, that's just not my style. It's not I high stakes yet. We do all have to complete that first year writing course, but we we've do, got but four years to do it. Right. <laughs> yes. I took it twice. God, <laughs> uh, you guys are in trouble. Um, but at the same time, I'm not trying to give them like something to trip over. If that right, makes sense. right, right. I, I wish that that more that that was more widely published. I, I think sometimes the excuse in in K twelve or not K twelve nine twelve is like, well, look, you're gonna have. I'm doing you a favor by giving home assignments um, over break and blah blah blah. And and people do it over Thanksgiving break. Teachers do it over. Christmas break over spring break because this is how they're going to do and I'm helping you get proficient for college and really I, my attitude has changed quite a bit on that I think that a, a big chunk of teachers I wouldn't say a majority per se because I don't know but a big chunk of teachers our attitude in k-12 or 9-12 is changing on the value of homework of work done at home and if it's an assignment, it's an assignment. And if you work on it at home, the location is, is irrelevant, uh, or it can be if it's the right assignment. But the important part is the learning that comes from it. So just having work to do at home over break is not important. Right. right? Having learning happening. And if you take a break from it, take a break, be with your family. I think that's more important now that I have kids. <laughs> I, you know, I don't want to be fighting with my, my third grader even over homework over, right. over, especially when it's like a packet of math work sent home. I don't want to fight over this. I want to have a good time with my kids over break. Well, and I also, you know, especially for first year students, and I realize that, you know, it's probably true for everybody, but I want them to take a few days to kind of like sleep and like eat some vegetables or whatever. 
you know, I, I mean, I don't know what they're going to do. They might be going off to South Padre and they're not going to eat an entire vegetable at all. I have no idea. <laughs> Speaking of metaphors. Um, yeah. I just, I, I wonder if there's a college equivalent of this like, again, cause when I see a third grade assignment, that's a, a stapled paper packet that, is practically purple coming off a mimeograph machine. Ooh, wow. I, I'm dying and I'm saying like, I don't think that the teacher put any effort into that. I don't think that there's any learning coming out of that from either end. I don't think the teacher is giving any feedback on this staple packet of 20 pages. I think that's to alleviate the parents complaining to the teacher that why didn't you give us homework? Because there's a perception that that's what teachers ought to do over a break. And I don't think that's helping my child learn any math or whatever topic, right? Is there an analog to that in, in college or please no, right? I, I think there can be, again, like you say, like it's a particular you know, type uh, of teacher who's getting you that staple mimeograph pa packet. And there are, I think, some college yeah. professors who are like, I want you to learn this. You know, we haven't covered it in class as much as I wanted to, like, or, or maybe they've been planning for this. Like, so I'm gonna make you do it on your own to get sort of at least some quantity if I'm not going to be, be getting quality if, if sort of the in-class time. And that's I'm sub, probably selling that philosophy a little short in, in that way. You know, but basically to say, you need to know this. I'm going to give you a bunch of stuff that you need to do. I'm going to let you do it on your own. And then we're going to come back. We're going to move on, right, is often the way that I feel like that this, this sort of works, um, which I don't believe in that philosophy. I'm sort of a, with you and with a lot of that, like there needs to be quality time spent on it. Um, and I'm not sure how yeah. or if we, that is at college, but I think yeah. it does exist. If we believed that there was gonna be some quality, timely, actionable feedback coming back to the learner, yeah, I'm right there. And that's why I would be, when I was working over break, I was working on musical performance or whatever, because the feedback is pretty immediate if I've made mistakes. Yes. Well, I could see how maybe with writing, you know what I mean? I'm going to give feedback no matter what. And sometimes people just need a little more time and space for writing, but not packets of like grammar drills or whatever. Right. Yeah. Like, Hey, let's just do uh, what's, what's that, you know, phonics and, and, and parts of speech and no. Uh, like yeah. this is that's wasted time and i don't i hope that that's not the case over in in a college break i mean i could i don't i i don't think so but i could also see a situation where somebody a faculty who's basically teaching a, a, a writing course and who their own particular schedule especially if i have a one week spring break it's like not really going to be impacted and so they're just laying out their schedule as it pertains to them Right. Being like, okay, this week they'll have plenty of time. They'll be on spring break. They're just mini versions of me. And so we'll have them do a draft over, over break and then we'll give feedback and, and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so I can, I can see that as, as a possibility, especially when, if we're teaching majors and upper level courses yeah. where this assumption uh, I think so. This is making me think of. I'm sorry, I'm derailed you again. I'm just. I'm really good I, at it. Um, this is making me think again. Like, there's a certain point in high school, and and I and I'm thinking like October, November of maybe sophomore, junior year, where the awareness comes to the students, and they and they start to make the excuse to the teachers of, 
well, if you only understood that I've got six classes, you can't assign this to me due that day because I've got five other tests on the same day. And it, that, that to me is a little bit of a fallacy in, I get where the students are coming from. I don't want to, I'm not discrediting their reality and their belief. At the same time, the teachers in, in high school in 912 are totally aware of this. <laughs> they know that's a real thing. It's, it's not a like, uh, selfish, selfless. Uh, I'm, I'm only focused on my own course and I don't believe any of my students are in any other classes. That's baloney. And for the kids to argue it, it's, it's lack of, uh, you know, full understanding. There might be one teacher that doesn't understand, but the rest of us have got it. We figured it out. Um, and, and that's, that's the course load that you've got. And in college, you've selected your course load. So you know, you're going to have tests on the same day or not based on what you picked. Yeah. Weeks in advance. Yeah. Well, and like we've talked about before, like there's this general four week cycle for a lot of stuff. Um, like we have four major writing assignments and a lot of people will have like four major tests or units or whatever. So guess when those things are due week four, week eight, you know, it's just how it is. Um, and students like, I feel like you guys get together to talk about this. I'm like, yeah, it's called midterms. <laughs> right. There's only so many ways I can divide up a semester with enough material that is pertinent for, a, for, a, for an exam. It's, it's not too much and it's not too little. Well, right. And also, do you want your entire grade to be based on one or two things? Probably not. So. If I'm killing it, maybe I do. I don't know. Maybe I do. <laughs> that, that only benefits five students. So, yeah. <clears throat> it's true. Yeah, so there are definitely, like, uh, so we're working on some writing stuff because I have this week and next week before spring break, and they're turning in their stuff on the Sunday before spring break. They can turn it in early if they have sweet, sweet plans. I told them they could. Um, but they're also meeting with me individually, and there's a few people, like I have, there's a really competitive nursing program at my institution, and I have a couple of nursing majors who are not first-year students. They're like juniors. <laughs> Um, that's just because of their advisors, the way they put them in the classes or whatever. But, um, they're like, yeah, I have like three major science exams this week. And I'm like, mm. okay, well, we're not peer reviewing until next week. So this outline is enough to get you through class on Thursday. You know, why don't you focus on your other stuff? So I'm trying to visualize competitive nursing and I'm seeing like an octagon and they fight each other. <laughs> yeah. The death. Well, so and then have, they have to, I the other people who are not participating then have to, you know, work on the people who lost. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, where are you going? Yeah, um, right. The bottom of the program has to, is, is, the, is the test dummy, right? Okay. right. Yeah, you, got the, you got the worst score. Sorry, buddy. Um. <laughs> well, you know what I mean, right? There are only so many put, like openings in the program. Right. No, it, it can be very competitive. Yeah. There's like 500 pre-nursing majors and like 50 slots. That's another one where it's a professional program from day one. It's a, it's an in-demand field and they want to pump out nurses who are knowledgeable and you can't just like lower the, 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 you know, my life the, literally depends on you being good at your job. Yeah. You can't be like the D plus nurse and hit out that hospital. Right. I mean, maybe you can, I don't <laughs> But the program doesn't want to put out D plus nurses. 
No, and actually they don't. I mean, because it's so competitive, everybody's like really. And part of the way they do that is by keeping a small ratio so they can do good quality education and check in with their students to make sure that they're actually understanding at a B plus level and not a D plus level. Right. I think my point, I need to kind of backtrack, was just that yes, things are often due at the same time. Yes, it's midterms. Lots of things are are being thrown at you, but like at least with my class, there's a way to prioritize like your anatomy test, which is happening on Wednesday or Thursday, but I don't need something into, you know, until after that. So give me kind of permission, I guess, to let go of my thing for the next 18 hours and focus on another thing. Right. And well, and maybe one of the things to mention is that, you know, heading into spring break, while the release of being done with all the things may sound good, you may want to start at three weeks out and plan those last two weeks. Yeah. What is, cause there's probably going to be a bunch of stuff to do. So when yeah. are you going to study for that chem exam? When are you going yeah, the thing to about revise that paper? Comes back as finals, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So for sure. I don't know if that was even on topic, but you know, I'm going to blame everything on Drew. So it's fine. Yeah, that's it's. I've taken us uh, sideways quite a bit today. <laughs> so, so I guess that I think that mostly covers what we have to cover. Spring break. It's uh, today's it's episode the same. was about competitive nursing. Right. Yeah, and MTV. MTV, <laughs> right. Competitive nursing on South Padre. Yeah, yeah. Yes. There you go. There you oh my go. gosh, we just created the new show. Yeah, trademark, trademark. That's mine. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna pitch that to MTV. Uh, I'll come back with the bag of cash later. Okay. Yeah, green light, green light, go. Okay. <laughs> well, if you have questions for me, you can reach me on Twitter. I'm at Dr. Highland, D O C T O R H Y L A N D, or send me an email, Peter Highland, H Y L A N D at gmail.com. Thanks, everybody. All right. Bye. See you next week. Bye.